Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, Kyle Sutherland here, and I want to thank you for listening to episode number 108 of the Hog Talk Podcast. For this show, Kevin Bohannon and myself catch up with KATV Channel 7's Steve Sullivan discussing the state of college football due to COVID-19 and football recruiting for 2022. Before we get into that, I want to tell you about Heinemann Services, a family-owned business serving Northwest Arkansas. They can help you with anything from decks, fencing, landscaping, remodels, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. Now joined by KATV sportscaster, the legendary Steve Sullivan. And Steve, first off, really appreciate you taking some time out for us today. And I, I would ask you how you've been spending the quarantine. I know it's in a way been business as usual for you from just providing the news that you do have. But what was it like this weekend for you being able to watch live sports for the first time, live professional sports for the first time in four months? You know, I probably watched more baseball than I have in the last 10 years. And, you know, I've been surprised. I think if you turn away from the TV and just listen to the sound, it's like any other game. And I enjoy – I know I know it's all digitally produced but in the cutouts, but I think baseball's done a pretty good job uh, you know, uh, uh, making the best out of these circumstances. And, you know, the ratings were incredible. Like the first game between the Nationals and the Yankees have set all kinds of records and people just starving for for information or any any kind of sports. And um, now I've enjoyed it so far. But I tell you, I watched uh, – I almost watched two and a half games yesterday. And I, I believe me, I have not done that in a long time. Yeah, they had a quadruple header on Fox and – you know, baseball got started and the NBA starts this week. So, Sully, what do you think our prospects are for football this fall? It looks like, you know, MLB and NBA have done a really good job of setting an example. So, do you think, you know, the NFL came out this week and said everything looks like it's a go. Do you think the prospects for football look better than they have been? Uh, you know, uh, the, here's my issue is football is a totally different animal, especially college football. You know, where you have the, the, the incredible numbers, even more than pro football, when you're talking about a staff that's probably, you know, 45 people, you have 100 football players. Uh, I mean, that's just a huge undertaking compared to a basketball team or a baseball team. And we haven't seen football, you know, be executed yet on any level. And I just – here's the, the major issue I have. Do you want to be college football – and do you want to be, you know, for a better term, do you want to go in the deep water before anybody else goes in there? Right. You know, and, and take that risk because it's, it's, it's such a great unknown with football and the contact and, uh, and, and, and just what exists in the college atmosphere. If you have students back on campus being exposed to other kids and um, it's just football is so much different, especially college football than those other sports. And uh, I just think if you're the SEC, you know, it behooves you to let's wait for the NFL anyway. If we have to push it back a couple of weeks and not playing the NFL preseason hurts college football because they don't even get to see that as a model, you know, but, but you want to get in there first and you just take such a risk if you're the first people to go and you have an issue, a major issue in week one. And uh, with so many teams, and, you know, we're seeing with 
with Rutgers and Michigan State that, that it's it, it's college football is so big that there's going to be issues somewhere. And, and it's just a question of, you know, what would it take to shut down college football? How big a problem will we have to have in a week where they say, man, we can't do this? You know, um, I, I just think football is a different animal. And I think it'd be it'd be in their best interest, maybe just to push back a couple of weeks and let the NFL go. And if the NFL, you know, makes it through week one with basically no problems, then, you know, college football, you ramp up. But I, I just hate being the first one. And, you know, with with, quote, student athletes to take that chance when this virus is such a great unknown. You know, we just have no clue. And um, and we really don't even know how many positive tests there's been with the with the SEC. You know, we've heard from different schools, but we haven't really heard an overall number, you know, in just, you know, the voluntary workouts or just, you know, these these workouts that have started now. And um, so I don't know. I just I just think I'd feel a lot more comfortable if the NFL went first and then college football went in 10 games, 11 games, you can probably you know, change your schedule. And that way you get in maybe a couple of you not, you miss one, one week, maybe two weeks. Yeah. That was going to be my question was, should they let the NFL go first college football fall suit? So let's take it down to a local level. Do you think the AAA should wait, you know, on the NFL or college football before they can play their season just to see how it plays out on a regional level before we get it at a state level? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting there. And I think the, you know, the, the, I think what they're watching too, and I think something they're going to watch is I think they're going to watch the other States in what they do. And um, you know, the high school football, you don't have the travel issues that you have or, or, or no, do you have the numbers in most cases, unless you're maybe uh, Bentonville or, Bryant, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or and that's, yeah. I think why, why Texas did the, larger classifications six and five a they push them back and they're letting the lower classifications where it's much easier to manage and and, and in reality the virus numbers aren't as big in these smaller communities and um, right. you, you could start there i think what the AAA is going to do i think they're going to look at the neighboring states and you know already you know alabama has gone all in you know they're going to allow the bands and fans and I mean, it's going to be business almost as usual. That's what they say now, you know, yeah. and, I, and Oklahoma will be interesting to watch what they do, but I think the AAA is going to watch what the surrounding states are. Texas has pushed back higher classifications. And um, I think high school is a different animal though. I really do. Yeah. Um, you don't have kids coming from out of States. You don't have that, that dynamic of uh, that student body that comes from everywhere, you know, and, um, uh, it, it's going to be interesting, you know, because, you know, I think the, the Arkansas high school is a state decision. The SEC is a, you know, a regional decision, you know, and, um, you know, if, if, if we can get the numbers, I mean, the, I think Arkansas high school is, you know, you, you see these Razorbacks coming on Twitter saying, wear your mask, wear your mask. Well, you know, what happens in Arkansas probably isn't as important as what happens on that campus in Fayetteville. Where with high school, I think the virus numbers are really important. You know, if we can get a, it, it, you know, uh, the the governor has talked about allowing contact, and I think they'll will do that if the numbers level off or get a little better. And you know, we're we're reaching a critical time because, and I've been so impressed with the way people have masked up. 
But if you wear those masks for two weeks and you see no improvement in the numbers, I think that's a huge setback. And, but I think if we go two weeks, three weeks, and we see a, a leveling off and we get a little better, I think they'll go forward with high school football. Steve, staying with high school football, you've covered it in Arkansas for a while. And 2008 was the, the last class within recent memory that had double-digit in-state prospects that enrolled and, and ultimately signed. I believe it was 15 that they signed that year. For 2022, it's already looking like a pretty prolific class, nine offers already from the University of Arkansas. And based on what you've seen from some of those guys at, at this very moment today, I know they've got a lot more football left to be played. But how many do you see Arkansas ending up offering for that class? You know, it's hard to say, you know, and, um, you know, there's some guys they've, uh, you know, they've reached out on that, you know, I may be questioned now, but they, they know a lot more than I do. And, um, you know, it's, it's getting better. And the fact that, you know, I think Central Arkansas, especially in 7A, is, is, is so much better. You know, even, even with the, what the resources Central is putting in, in, into football and, you know, Parkview and Little Rock has, has not been a player for so long. And to see three kids from Parkview, you know, get offered, um, that's incredible. And, you know, the job Brian is doing in North Little Rock and, you know, if you cycle back, you know, eight or nine years, um, Central Arkansas was so struggling in 7A. And, um, and I think, the, you know, basketball had taken over and it still is the king in, in Pulaski County. But you're seeing these teams with their facilities, even the new Southwest Little Rock School has great facilities and great coaches, too, at all these schools. And um, I just think it's, it bodes well for, for recruiting at Arkansas when you're, you know, football is healthy and thriving in central Arkansas. And I think you're going to see more prospects come from, from the, you know, the heart of the city. But, uh, I mean, it's great to see kids, too, um, you know, commit to commit to football right away I mean just I think that's great to see kids get you know um you know it's, it's it'd be nice if every sport was like Razorback baseball where you could offer a kid as a freshman and he's going to keep that commitment for four years right I mean, they don't they don't those kids those kids celebrate offers from Arkansas and it's um you know I still it still kind of moves me a little when a when a top prospect will get excited about getting an offer from the University of Arkansas, you know, because these kids have become, especially in some other sports, so tuned into, you know, wanting to play for maybe a national power or something. But the, it, there's still these, these – um, I forget it happened with uh, girls basketball. Uh, Razorbacks uh, was offered someone. I forget who it was. But uh, she was so excited, and she's a top player. I forget her name now. But uh, but she got an offer from Arkansas, and uh, the recruiting will be. Uh, I don't think it'll be much recruiting, but that 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 doesn't happen and hasn't happened in football in a while. You know, and I think basketball set a, a great precedent when those, you know, those four players committed, and they were all national quality players. We hear it time and time again about how people around this state mention how whenever Houston Nutt was. Uh, was the head coach and Bobby Petrino was the head coach. We had so many players from the state of Arkansas, kind of just following up on what we were just mentioning. And yeah. I know you're from Massachusetts originally, but I, I definitely think that everybody that knows who you are definitely considers you an Arkansan at this point, no question. What would you say to someone that asks you, what does it really mean? Like whenever we talk about 
the, the, the being an Arkansas boy and always wanting to play for that, it's about more than just talent. What would you say really factors into like being about it and knowing what the state of Arkansas is about and playing for that program? Well, I just think you can look on, um, you know, uh, you know, Twitter or any social media and just see the, you know, if you're in a town where you commit to the University of Arkansas, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. I don't care if that's, you know, it could be Jonesboro, you know, that, um, yeah, I mean, in Northeast Arkansas and, you know, and what it does for you um, after you play. And you don't and you don't have to be a great player. I mean, uh, I mean, this 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 state loves their Razorbacks, and um, I, I think there's just an attachment. You know, it's great to win. I don't think you have to have Arkansas players, you know, to be to be a popular team or everything. But how much fun is it when you've, you know, you got an attachment to a player, say a, a Jarius Wright over the years, and, and you watch him star for the University of Arkansas, and uh, and and he realizes the love too. And um, I think there's a, there's, there's a special love for these kids who grew up in Arkansas. And, you know, any time you're emotionally attached to or have a personal attachment um, to a player, your feeling is stronger. And, um, and you can't help but feel that way when you, when you cover a kid in high school or you watch him and then he, you know, he goes on to play like Traylon Burks, you know, who you've seen for play for so long. And um, um, uh, I think there's just something special about the, uh, you know, I, I've said too, I, you know, I grew up watching the Red Sox and the Celtics and the Patriots. And there was, I had a passion for those teams like no other. And I see the same thing in our, in Arkansas for the Razorbacks, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's incredible when it's good. It is so good, but you know, recently it's been bad and that's what makes this recruiting, you know, even more impressive because those kids have to, you know, read the trash and stuff. And, you know, you know, it's, uh, it's just a different animal right now than it was, you know, say 20 years ago. One guy that is not talked about as much anymore, I guess, because it's been a while since he's played, but Vasil Shabazz, you covered him. And I was in diapers when he was playing for Pine Bluff. So I don't remember it, but I've heard the memories. I've, I've heard about that play in the state championship against Texarkana where he ran about 200 yards in one play sideline to sideline. He is with, if you ask a lot of people, the greatest, the greatest athlete to come through Arkansas by a long shot. What are some things that you have to say about him having covered him? Yeah, well, you know, he still holds a 200-meter record. And uh, here's a guy who played one year of high school baseball and got drafted in the third round of the baseball draft. And, and he, he excelled in football or dominated in football when Little Rock schools were good. Like, all of them had good athletes. And um, – he, he was just, you know, and you don't see those athletes anymore that, um, you know, football, basketball, track, and baseball. I mean, usually if you're a – you may see a two-sport guy, but you'll never see um, a, a four-sport guy because it's legitimate it's, – it's, it's really impossible, impossible to play both track and basketball, but he did it. But he excelled in every sport, and I just think it was – just uh, and he played both sides. He played uh, running back and and cornerback, and it, it's it's just a a, a different era. And um, uh, you know, you remember the guys. I mean, when they what you do in the biggest games is always what people remember the most. And that game against uh, Texarkana, when they had given up like a a touchdown all year, their defense, and they had a great back named Mickey Dean, and Shabazz just shredded them. 
And, um, you know, probably the best championship and game performance, most dominant that I've ever seen. You know, the second one was probably Traylon Burks, you know, for one man to do what he did in that game. Um, it's, it's, it's just, uh, uh, you know, something I haven't seen, uh, you know, since. I mean, he was just a beef. And he wasn't like, it wasn't like McFadden's size. He was maybe like 6'1", maybe 190. You know, he wasn't just a, a, a man among boys. And, um, but he was just a fierce competitor. And, you know, the fact that you look at that 200 meter and see that record still, he still holds it. That just shows you what a freakish athlete he was because he hardly, he hardly practiced track. And it's just a shame that we never saw that greatness on the college level. Finishing up here, one question that everybody, Razorback fans in particular, obviously are, are wanting to know is the status of Isaiah Joe. He has to make his decision here in the next week. With the thing, it looks like that he's talked to just about every team, and there's some that have had him back for a second interview. It's looking possibly like he could be going now. Do, do you think he's going to go pro or he'll come back? I, I assumed he would be um, coming back from day one. You know, but the, you know, the, the scary thing is, you know, it just takes one team to like you, you know, and, you know, I, I think back years ago and I never thought Derek Fisher had a chance of being a first round draft pick, but you know, that one team, the Lakers thought he a specific spot. And that's the only thing. I, I mean, everything we've seen would indicate that it would be in his best interest to come back another year, and he's a smart guy. And think about this, too. The only thing that when I start thinking why he might possibly leave, this is an entirely new team. You know, outside of really Desi Sills, I mean, this is a, this is a new team and a new dynamic. And, you know, that may be a little, little unsettling for him. Even though it's large, there's basically one guy he played with, uh, Sills, last year. You know, and, um, you know, I don't know how he feels about that, you know, and, and uh, you know, I know that he would be the guy and he's a, he's a great kid and comes from a great family. And um, the scary thing for me is just, it takes one team, you know, that says, Hey, we're going to make you that first round pick. And, uh, but we haven't seen any of that in any of the uh, mock drafts or anything like that. And, but the longer it goes, it leads you to, you know, start thinking maybe it is a possibility. You know, but I haven't seen, um, you know, I haven't heard anything definite. And, uh, and it, it, it's just, it just seems like um, we've had to wait, wait, wait so long. And the fact that he's not practicing with the team and uh, uh, I, I just have no idea. I mean, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like you. I'm thinking <laughs> the longer it goes, there may be a chance that he would be leaving. Yeah, I was the same way. I said that initially that he and Mason Jones both would be back. I really thought that that was – for sure going to happen, but I, up until about a week ago, I think when I started to really change about Joe, that he's probably going. I never thought Mason Jones would be back because I think, I think although we had a, you know, SEC player of the year season, I, I don't think it was the most enjoyable season for him and Musk together. <laughs> I don't well, think, uh, and, and what I had thought thought about, I brought this up, is I, I really wonder what more does he have to prove? Yes, his stock is not completely ideal right now, but he did all that essentially by himself at times, and he's going to have a lot more talent this year. So they, that was my main concern with it. So he just yeah, really has exactly. no, nothing else left to show. Well, cool. Well, Sully, really appreciate you uh, taking some time out for us today. And uh, hopefully next time we can catch up with you down the road and, and we'll be playing some football. We'll, we'll see what happens.
All right. Thank you, guys. You have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Sully. Well, that will do it for episode number 108 of the Hog Talk podcast. For Steve Sullivan, Kevin Bohannon, my name's Kyle Sutherland. We'll catch you guys next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube